Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Simply Meshka podcast. This episode is coming out on June 10th. Um, I released the episode also on June 9th because I decided that since I'm on summer break, I'm going to be releasing two episodes per week. Um, I mean, I have the time. It's not like I'm busy lesson planning or anything like that. So I do have time to do more episodes and it just makes me more excited because most of my episodes, I try to keep them between 20 to 30 minutes. Um, And there's just so much going on and I have so much to say. Um, But Today's topic has been one that has been a long time coming. It's how to pray and do spiritual warfare. And I got an awesome clip on what spiritual warfare is from my dad. That's going to come later on um, in the episode that I'm going to put in. Um, But how to pray and the importance of prayer. Now, I got this from, I call it the Red Prayer Book. I got the, it's like an app. The prayer book app, like edition 12, I got it from the Apple store or the app store, but it's not on the app store anymore. So I'm just happy that I never deleted the app because then that would have really sucked. But it says, why pray? The importance of prayer is our relationship with God. So I'm just going to read an excerpt from it. It says, Praying to our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ, using God's holy word, scripture, and prayer is the most powerful thing we can do for ourselves and others. The heart of prayer is the will of our Heavenly Father. Part of that will is simply coming to Him. He desires us as His dear children to know Him. He desires your love, your attention, your fellowship, more than just being related to Him through Jesus. He also desires a time of communion and an intimate time of personal exchange and involvement. And finally, a release of His will and manifest presence in the earth through prayer. So, the main thing that I got out of this part is that it's saying that you cannot know God if you're not praying it's just like when you have a regular relationship with anybody like if you don't communicate and talk to that person hang out with them on a regular basis then you really don't have a relationship like that relationship is not going to grow that means you really don't know anything about them so it's like in order to get to know god you need a fellowship with him on on a daily basis through prayer through um reading your bible through worship through praise through thanksgiving um, in Psalms 100, I got the scripture for that one. Psalms 100, one through five, it says, shout with the joy of the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy, acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us and we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pastor, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His, his unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So there's nothing like having a relationship with God. And the thing about prayer is I'm going to start off pretty basic for prayer. It's basically just talking to God. Like some people, they try to make it complicated. Now, prayer is a little bit different from spiritual warfare, but I'm just saying for basic prayer, you're just talking to God. And for me, like I like to talk to God as if I were like as if he were sitting right next to me. The thing is, like, you can talk to God about anything because he already knows everything about you. You know, like, for regular people that you would have a relationship with, you know, like, when you're first getting to know somebody, you don't really want to tell them too much of your business. The only difference is God already knows all of our business, so there's nothing that we can really hide from him. So let me just give you an example of how 
I pray. So this is like a sample prayer that I would do. So Father God, I come to you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, I just pray that you forgive me of my sins. Create in me a clean heart, oh Lord, and renew the right spirit within me. Oh Lord, God, I just thank you for another morning. Thank you for another day. Thank you for my mom and dad. Thank you for my sisters. Thank you, oh Lord, God, for all your provisions. Thank you, oh Lord, God, that you never leave me nor forsake me. Oh Lord, God, I just pray for your wisdom. I just pray, oh Lord, God, that you lead me and guide me, oh Lord. Oh Lord, God, I just pray um, for your guidance, oh Lord, God. Oh Lord, I just, I'm not really certain about how things are going to be going, especially like with the new school year and, you know, just things have been a little bit crazy. I'm not really sure how the school year is going to go, but oh Lord, God, I just pray to not be anxious about anything, but to just trust you, oh Lord God. Like, even if I'm not certain about something, I just pray that you keep my family safe, keep my sisters safe, keep my mom and my dad safe. Um, oh Lord God, I just pray for um, that my bills are paid. Oh Lord God. Like, you know, like I'm on a specific budget this summer. So, you know, like that's, that's kind of like a sample of it. You're just having like a regular conversation. One of my favorite places to pray is in my car, like on the way to work or, or on my way back from work. Like, I just love it. I don't know, like just the drive and just talking to God and I just get excited. I'm like, oh, Lord, God, this, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is what happened. Like, such and such happened this day. Like, oh, Lord, God, did you see that? Like, it was it was just, it was crazy. Like, you know, just having a conversation. Because sometimes, like, people are just like, well, I really don't know what to say. So kind of like the basic formula, Um, you know, you, you come to God. First of all, when you pray, you want to make sure. So, you know, um, there's something that says, our Father who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So when you're coming before God, you need to acknowledge who it is that you're talking to. So you notice that at the beginning of the prayer, I said, Father God, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in, in the in the Bible, it says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except through me. So the only way that you can approach God and for your prayer to be heard is for you to make sure that you're saying that you're coming to God in the name of Jesus Christ because that's the only way to get to God. If you don't do that, then who are you talking to? You know, if you're just going to say Father God, but you don't say I, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you, you don't have like, um, you don't have like a way of entering so like i guess you can think of it as being like security or somebody that's at the security gate and jesus is the one that can is the only one that can grant you entrance to the father you know so um in order for you to do that you're like oh i've come to you in the name of the lord jesus christ because there is no other there's no other way to come before him so you need to make sure that you're saying I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's also, it's important that you know who you're talking to. There's a lot of people, they serve false gods. Um, you know, like in Hinduism, they worship many gods. Like you have Buddhism, all these different places or all these different religions. So you need to know who it is that you're praying to. That's very important. Now, the next thing is you're asking God for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, one thing that can hinder your prayer life is unforgiveness and unforgiveness like you not forgiving people but you also need to ask God to forgive you of your sins because God is a holy and a righteous God and when you come before him you want to make sure that you are clean um because it, it's kind of reminds me of um in the days of the children of Israel when they would come in order to 
to to come before God, the priests had to sacrifice um, lambs or sheep or whatever they needed to, to, to sacrifice to um, as a way of repentance, as a way of their, their sins to be forgiven. But the thing is, nowadays we don't have to sacrifice physical animals. Jesus Christ was the final sacrifice. He um, he died on a cross. He resurrected. He gave us life. And he's the reason why the veil was torn and we're able to come before the Father for ourselves. We do not need somebody else to do it for us. We don't need a, a priest or um, to go before God and sacrifice an animal so that, so that we can get the forgiveness of sins. Um, we don't need animal sacrifice anymore. We are able to come to God for ourselves, which is very, very important. So um, for that, as I was, you know, kind of like lost my train of thought because my social media was going off. And so like I kind of had to handle that, but I did. I'm going to edit that out of the episode. Um, so we need to be able to make sure that our sins are forgiven. So I'm going to try to find that scripture because I, I made sure to that I came prepared, that I have, um, the different scriptures that are important for what it means to, um, pray. And so let me see. I know it's in Mark scrolling through. All right. So it says Mark eleven twenty two to 25. This is the NLT version. It says, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that the Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Unforgiveness is a prayer blocker. Okay, It gets in a way of your sins being answered, I'm not sorry, of your prayers being answered, okay? God doesn't hear a prayer when you have unforgiveness in your heart. And I know like uh, like unforgiveness can be another topic to discuss. And but for the most part this is what I will say, forgiveness is not for the person. The forgiveness is for you. For your own personal sanity. You want to make sure that you're forgiving that person because it's it's not for them, it's for you. And just know that God is able to forgive you of your sins, but forgiveness helps you to let go any bitterness, let go any resentment. Those are things that when they fester, it is not good. And it, it, it hinders your prayer and it hinders your deliverance. And so when I was taking notes for this, I was like saying, what are the things that can hinder, like what are some factors that would make your prayers not be answered? So the first one that I wrote, I said sin. So when you come before God, we should repent and ask for the forgiveness of our sins. That's actually the first thing that you should do. So after you say, Father God, I come to you in the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to ask for the forgiveness of your sins and ask that. Like, ask God, oh Lord, God, help me to forgive those that trespass against me, oh Lord. God, help me to forgive those that have done me wrong. You know, you ask God to help. Like, because, you know, it's, it's hard when somebody has did you wrong, it's hard to forgive them, but it is absolutely necessary because that can be a hindrance in your relationship with God. Another factor that can hinder your prayer life is praying outside of the will of God. A lot of times there are a lot of things that we want, but it's not 
within the will of God. It's not something that God wants for us. As a matter of fact, it's probably something that would do us more harm than good. And and God knows this. Like God knows what are the things that are good for us and what are the things that are not good for us. Another thing is disobedience. Disobedience gets in the way of your prayer, um, your prayer life as well. And disobedience to God and walking outside the will of God is very dangerous. And the next thing that I put is unforgiveness, which I also mentioned. So I said sin, praying outside the will of God, disobedience, and unforgiveness. Those are the fa- the four main things that I had put there. And so in terms of disobedience, I have a scripture from 1 Kings 13 to 17. So there was um, a prophet that was sent to give a message. And God told him specifically that when you go, you should not eat and drink and you should not um, go back the way that you came from and so that's kind of like giving a little bit of context so starting with verse 17 this is the NLT version it says for the Lord gave me this commandment you must not eat or drink anything while you are there and do not return to Judah by the same way you came but the old prophet answered I am a prophet too just as you are and an angel came to me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. Mm -hmm. Then while they were eating at a table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. He cried out to the, the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. Okay, so now I'm going to read verse 23 because I kind of skipped 22. He says, after the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him. And the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside him. 25. People who passed by and saw the body lying in the road and the lion standing beside it, and they went and reported it in Bethel, where the old prophet lived. When the prophet heard the report, he said, it is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord has fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack and kill him. Now, disobedience to God causes open doors in your life and it gives the enemy ground and territory to attack you. And I think I've mentioned this in in episodes before and I I would like to get more in depth in it um, at a later time. Okay, whenever God tells you to do something, do it. And then as a matter of fact, when God tells you to do something, there's nobody that should be coming to you and tell you to do the opposite of what God told you to do. Whenever God tells you to do something and you have somebody that's, oh, say that, oh, I have a word for you or I have a prophecy for you. Okay. It should always be confirmation of what God already told you. Okay. It should not be news like, oh, I've I've never heard this before. Whenever God is going to have you do something, he gives you a heads up. And then when somebody comes along, and tells you something, it should be confirmation as to what God has already told you or revealed to you, okay? It's not going to be something completely different and not what God told you to do because if it's completely different than what God originally told you to do, and then that's just a false word and that's, that's a false prophet, okay? Now, if God has changed his mind, he's going to tell you that he changed his mind, okay? It's not going to be like, oh, well, I did not. I've never heard this before. no. So disobedience causes open doors and it hinders your prayer life, okay? It's a way for the enemy to come in and to wreak havoc. Um, So when you're praying, you want to make sure, and and that's when it comes again to the forgiveness of sins. 
um, disobedience to God is a sin. So that's why when you're praying, you want to make sure that you're asking for the forgiveness of your sins. Like we sin so many times throughout the day that we don't even know it, whether it's big or small. A lot of times we don't, we can notice the big sins, but what we consider the big sins, um, you know, adultery, fornication, murder, like the big sins, you know, but like the smaller ones, like it's hard like to even notice those things. Um, so that's why whenever we come to God, we, we need to be repentant and ask him for forgiveness. We ask him for forgiveness of our sins that we know and sins unknown, the sins of commission and the sins of omission. So the sins of commission are the, um, are the things that you actually did. The sins of omission are the things that you did not do that God told you to do. So in other words, disobedience. So omission means that you were supposed to do it and you didn't do it. Commission means that you did it, that a sin that you did. Okay, so when you, you ask for the forgiveness of your sins of repent and ask for forgiveness of the sins of omission and the sins of commission. Um, and so... When you're praying, that that's one of the most important things. You come to God, you ask the Father God, I come to your name, the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to make sure that when you are praying, that you ask for forgiveness of your sins. Okay, you want to make sure that you're forgiving yourself, forgiving anybody else that has, you know, trespassed against you, has done you wrong, because unforgiveness is a hindrance in your in your in your prayer life. So that's very important. And um, ask for repent and for and ask for to repent and to ask for the forgiveness of sins of omission and sins of commission okay and so when you're praying to god it's just like a regular prayer you like you're regularly just talking to him it doesn't have to be anything too crazy especially like if you're a christian that is just um starting out and the important thing is like when you read your bible um when you know god's word then you're able to pray even better um like for me like I, I say certain scriptures like off the, the, the top of my head, um, like scriptures that I remember, like, um, I would say like, you know, Oh Lord God, you did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I know that's in first Timothy. I don't know what specific verse. A lot of times I just have to end up Googling these things. Um, yeah, or, you know, it says in Philippians 4, 6, don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Or, or I would say um, a scripture like, um, oh, Lord God, you, t you told us that we are called to be the light of the world and the salt of this earth. Um, you ask, you can, I pray and ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I'm asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, just little things. And I feel like once you your relationship with God and your prayer life gets a little bit better and you, when you're reading your Bible more, then you're able to kind of like pull on different scriptures. Because a good thing about praying the scriptures is that that means that you're praying the will of God. You're not praying outside of the will of God because when you pray the word of God, you're praying his will because God put the will in his word. So it's like when you're praying his word, you're praying his will. You're not going outside of his will and the things that he doesn't want excuse me you're praying his will okay and i'm also going to put a link to um a video by marcus rogers and so when he it's called how do i pray this is what god wants you to know so it's a it's a short video i think it's a little around like 10 minutes or less and so i feel like that's kind of like a good way of um kind of like for anybody that's beginning 
Um, but yeah, so let's just get into spiritual warfare for a bit. So remember like praying when you, when you coming to God, you come and you say, father, God, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He asked for forgiveness of your sins. Um, if you don't really know like how to get different scriptures from the top of your head, like when you're praying, then you can write down like maybe like in a little journal or something, like what are some essential scriptures or things that you want to pray when you're praying? Um, so like, you know, maybe you can choose like five scriptures or, 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 or 10 scriptures, however long you want your prayer to be. But it's like when you're praying, you're praying the will of God. So there's some specific scriptures depending on what you want to pray about that can help you. And I feel like, um, that, that can also be another episode of like, what are the scriptures that we should pray as Christians? Um, but yeah, the video, I feel like it's going to be very helpful in that. Um, but for spiritual warfare, okay, my dad has the best explanation of that, but I do know, you know how it says for you wrestle not against flesh and blood. So in Ephesians six verse started at verse 10, it says a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Okay, so spiritual warfare is a battle you need to make sure that you're going into this battle prepared you know so you're not really putting on a physical armor but you're putting on a spiritual armor okay so that you're able to to, to stand firm okay so let's see i was at let's see verse 13 so therefore put on every piece of god's armor so you are, will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you'll be standing firm so 14 says stand your ground Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for the shoes. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the, the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, so you have the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth um feet prepared with the gospel of peace and the sword of the spirit and i got this awesome um image that that has the arm of god and it like it tells you what each thing is for i, I need to find a way like how to share like my episode notes because i i feel like this picture would be very 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 helpful um to a lot of people so for spiritual warfare my dad, I feel like he is the, the best of explain, at explaining it. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the clip where he's talking about what spiritual warfare is. Spiritual warfare. A lot of Christians don't understand the true concept concerning spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is not typical prayers that's being prayed. And one of the things we need to understand when it comes to spiritual warfare, we have to be consecrated. We have to have a relationship with God. In Ephesians, they talk about that we should put on the whole armor of the Lord. And 
everything has to do with your faith, your relationship with God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, your loins gird with truth, and you got to be walking in the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you're praying spiritual warfare, it hit like it is physical. And you got to be praying and praying in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, not praying and asking God to do things for you, but you're doing things in the power, in the wisdom of God with a faith that has been established because you are now a born again believer. When you're praying spiritual warfare, you got to understand that the devil, yes, is being attacked. You are now leading a battle of war against the enemy. And you have to envision as though you are on you are in a battlefield. And there's all kinds of traps and sneers and darts, and the enemy will be coming back at you. By all means, you must speak the word of Almighty God what you want it to do. So when you say, I bind you, Satan, I crush your head, I break your back, this must be spoken out of your mouth, realizing that what you're saying, it is happening as you make mention of it. This is why it's very important that you have an established relationship with God and you are walking by faith and not by sight. And you are not moving according to how you feel, but you move according to knowing. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we are fighting an unseen and an unknown battle, but we are fighting in the wisdom and power of God and believing that God who is fighting this battle on our behalf because we are speaking the word of God by faith because we are more than conqueror through Jesus Christ. So when we are doing spiritual warfare, we are going to pray prayers and these prayers are not ordinary prayers these prayers will make people who don't understand god seems to be foolish when they hear us pray because you are praying with faith you are praying with aggression you are praying praying with the belief that what you're saying you're breaking the backbone of the enemy you're trashing the enemy camp you are breaking curses you are breaking stronghold and while doing so you have to believe that this thing is being done in the heavenlies the bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of stronghold. So stronghold is to be pulled down. And when you're pulling down stronghold, you got to speak it. You got to say, I am pulling down stronghold in the name of Jesus Christ. Because anything else, no matter how good the prayer may sound, if we are not speaking what we want to see happen, nothing will happen. So we need to crush 
the head of the enemy, crush the head of the serpent, break curses, break stronghold, and we got to speak it forth for it to go forth to accomplish the things that we are saying. Spiritual warfare again are not ordinary prayers that being prayed. When you're praying spiritual warfare prayers, you're standing in a position of authority, decreeing and declaring your position in what you want to see happen against the kingdom of darkness. And before you go into spiritual warfare, you got to remember you need to consecrate yourself. You got to consecrate yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. Put aside all hurt and unforgiveness, pain and sorrows. You got to ask the Lord to forgive you for all unrighteousness. You have to ask the Lord to send his angel to stand guard, to push back against the unknown forces that is going to come up against you. You have to remember to cover yourself and ask you, Lord, cover me under your blood. Keep me, Lord, safe from harm and danger. When you are fighting spiritual battle, you got to make sure that you have no open doors because open doors, the enemy will come at you and try by all means to attack you, to attack your children, to attack your family members. So you have to close every doors and ask God for protection against your property, your family, your friends, and to cover yourself. And you speak for the word by faith the things you want to be done in prayer, and it so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys enjoyed the clip on spiritual warfare from my dad. And I feel like now would kind of be a great place to end off the episode. It was a lot to digest of how to pray and to do spiritual warfare. And I feel like there's still a lot of other different things that I want to go more in depth in. In a later episode, like how do you give the enemy territory in your life? How do you give, um, cause open doors in your life? Um, and just like the different scriptures that I said, like, you know, essential scriptures that you should have that written down or scriptures that you should pray. Like there's so much to get into. So uh, once again, I have the YouTube clip from Marcus Rogers on how do you pray? Um, that's going to be in the episode description. All of my social media is going to be in the episode description. And so until I see you guys again, this is Mishka and this has been the Simply Mishka podcast. <music>